listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. I feel like I fit I fit right in, you know what I'm saying, with my defense, my versatility, with me being able to play the five, me being able to play the four. Overall, playing hard and just my, my, my will to win will. No, that's a fact. That's a fact. We got yeah, a lot of young talent, um, a lot of guys that's wanting to be a great team. We all got the mentality to do it, so yeah, it's going to happen sooner than later. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. What is going on, everyone? You are listening to The Summit State of Mind, the podcast of Dream Shakes and Stepbacks, and everything Houston Rockets presented to you by the Apollo Podcast Network. I am your host, your commissioner, Kenny, and of course, with me, as always, is my brother, my tag team partner, the GM, Justin. Follow all of us on Twitter at JP underscore Mirabueno, at Summit Commish, at Summit SOM Pod, and at Apollo NBA, and at Apollo HOU. GM, we are recording currently on a Wednesday night, slow basketball night for the most part in terms of at least Rockets content-wise. There's no Rockets games tonight. A little bit of off-day ski for the uh, for the home team, for the home for the home crowd. And uh, you know, I want to break down this episode in a, in a in a more structured manner. But I do want to open up this episode as we open every episode and check in on you, good sir. How are you doing this this fine fine Wednesday night? Tell the people. Oh man, I'm good. Um, I was at the game last night. It was a really great game. Uh, but first of all, I want to give a shout out to Charlie, our boy, our staple, Dacian Knicks fan, Charlie Pendergraft. Thank you for the tickets, man. Really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Took my friend slash coworker there because unfortunately the commission couldn't join. Uh, he had something else going on yesterday evening. But it was fun. It was a great game. We won. It was. Uh, I guess it was a. Uh, quarter a uh, bell to you know whistle to whistle victory yeah i don't know if we relinquished the the lead at all but it was a good game yeah no, no enjoyable no, yeah no absolutely and it was it was a ton of fun we we both kind of took our nights in different ways and i i kind of just want to at least let you know like how my day went well first of all i want to structure this episode gm i want to do something you know typically when we do it we kind of I do have it structured for the most part, but I want to break break it down mostly just into three concise like segments. Okay, so we're going to break down this episode a little differently than we do in episodes past. I want to break this down in three very structured segments. Segment one, we're going to open up towards the Rocket Suns game that was last night. Um, we're going to talk about the game. I'm going to go more in depth on what happened on my side because I actually did not get to watch the game at all. Um... But segment one is going to be Rockets versus Suns. And then segment two, I want to talk about the newly crowned Akeem Olajuwon Award. Um, the well-deserved Akeem Olajuwon Award. A uh, new name for the Defensive Player of the Year. And then I want to you know, I want to end on Act 3 or Segment 3. A little bit of closer action with Rockets fans divided over many, many of topics. Including wins and losses and stuff of that nature. And why the fan base is, is just so divided right now. And it's 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 almost laughable at this point but i don't want to get into that uh as of yet i don't want to open pandora's box as of yet but i do want to talk <laughs> i do want to talk about obviously the the rocket suns game you know you alluded it to myself and to the fan base right now that you were at the game uh shouts to charlie once again i could not be there uh and i will go into my story in a minute but i do want to ask you you know you being get kind of getting to see it in a first person view. What what was your kind of your thoughts overall on the game? What what was the crowd like? And the win looked pretty definitive. I got to see the highlights, and obviously I didn't get to see the entirety of the game. But 
Kind of like, you know, walk, paint me a word picture, good sir, about the game. The crowd was on fire, uh, based on what I saw. It was, um, wow, I was just offered four tickets for tomorrow's game. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what, what? Wait, seriously? Yes! <laughs> Wait, but, oh, okay. Wow. Are we going, though? I guess we're going to the Sweet. game tomorrow. Sweet, Jabari bobblehead night. Uh, we'll we're see. going to the game well, tomorrow. I already got, right. I, I, I got my bobblehead voucher, but okay, I guess we're going. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, <laughs> we'll see you all there. <laughs> what are the odds? What are the odds? Uh, well, I guess let, we'll just... Let me respond to this. All a right. good friend of mine... Uh, Offered these tickets. Um, Fantastic. Yes, Are we gonna, we're not going to disclose the name, right? No, we will not disclose. We will the not name. disclose the name. Shout outs to you, good sir, yeah, or and out, or shout, ma'am. Shout out to my to my to my person. <laughs> to my my, <laughs> my boy, dude, my boy slash girl, not slash non my but non binary <laughs> gender. <laughs> we, Let's know, get it. we are all inclusive pronouns. <laughs> all. Sorry, sorry, I didn't mean I didn't mean to distract. Well, my, that Latin, was, my, that Latin so my Latin X, my Latin X, random. Uh, yeah, apologize, but um, yesterday's yeah, game yeah, was be professional. Fun. Be yesterday's professional. What game the heck, was dude? fun. Be professional. Hey man, oh uh, so like remember when we recorded Matt Thomas and he had to throw a shout out to Mark Berman in the middle of our episode. The name drop, like, yeah, Matt, I like I know people. Congratulations. Well Matt, Tom- well, Matt Thomas is like he can do whatever the heck he wants. He's a full body of work. We're still two Touché. two and a half Touché. years Touché. in. But still, but still we need like twenty plus you're, years you're, at least. You're very correct to Anyways, get to that. While I sip on my uh mango white claw. Yeah, so talk about the game. Out. Yeah, let us know. So um, how was like how was the vibe of the game and and what was like the you know, like what was the game like? Like from whistle to whistle, obviously it seemed like a pretty convincing win for the most part. Well, look, like like if I'm gonna focus on one thing, uh, the one thing I'm gonna talk about here is like let me talk about the sun side first. Chris Paul looked very, like very angry. He he was very frustrated in terms of I wouldn't say just the effort, but everyone was hurt. Let's you know like DeAndre Ayton got hurt. Um, was it uh, Cam Johnson's hurt, right? And then Devin Booker didn't play? Because, you know, Devin Booker, you know, he just didn't want the noise from the Rockets. He was a little scared to, you know, face one-on-one with Jalen Green after taking that L. You know, like, poor guy. thought he was injured. Was he no. just, was it just a, was this by choice? I don't know. I didn't even look at the report, to be honest. But I had heard that he has been hurt. So it would make sense. Right on brand. But anyways, sorry, I'm not pushing propaganda at all. <laughs> but anyways, like... Jabari Smith Jr., first of all, that first half, he was perfect from the field. Every time he touched the ball and he put it up, it was like it felt like it was automatic. And you could tell by the way that he was um he would get the ball and shoot that there was a confidence there. And that confidence has built from game to game. And I feel like yesterday was like he didn't know he didn't have like the best stats. It's just more so the swagger that he carries himself, and he's ready to take any shot that's given to him. I promise you before the season ends, we're probably going to see one or two game-winning threes from a Jabari Smith Jr. I can guarantee you that because he will likely get open with guys like Jalen and Kevin Porter Jr. driving to the bucket. Um, Jalen Green, dude, that man took over. He played so well. He was the best player on the court last night. Easily. Easily the best player on the court. And... It was just it was another masterpiece. He was just a maestro on the court. Um, Kim Porter Jr. looked good. Uh, Bruno Fernando, LP had another double double. Um, you know there was just a lot going on. K- KJ Martin as well. Shout out to KJ. He he played very very well. It was a good team victory, a good team effort type of victory. Um, but I'm not going to expand on like the good and the bad of the victory does that make sense we'll talk about that later on yeah no i okay so i watched the highlights of this game and i kind of got to see 
the kind of like based on like the recap and based on kind of what I saw, what I what I saw like with my with my own eyes and kind of what I read from like articles and kind of getting kind of getting to kind of bone up mm-hmm. for this episode just mm-hmm. to kind of you know kind of see and I want to see how everyone played and of course I want to see how my son played. But explain to me. So wait, riddle me this, Batman. Why was why did Jabari, who was perfect in the first half, he went three of three from three, barely get any touches or looks in the second half? Like, like what, what, like where, where, like why did that? This is your third overall. This is the third overall pick in this year's NBA draft. A man who's gaining confidence. A man who knows how to hit shots. A man who is. I mean, he's just gaining that momentum, and he's just becoming like the 19-year-old phenom we knew he'd be. And he starts out the half on fire. And then, fun fact, like when I'm watching the highlights, I'm like, you know, I'm psyched. You know, on purpose, on purpose, I saw the score. I refused to look at the box score. I wanted to see the highlights and first foremost. So I was excited. First thing, I was like, yo, oh, snap, Jabari not even hesitating shooting these threes. Oh, a fadeaway Jimmy over Chris Paul. Yo, man, little man in the house, mouse in the house, mouse in the house. You got to make the mouse pay Tom and Jerry style. Like, I respect that. I get it. Jabari highlights nil. In the second half, what's going on? What happened? I don't know. I mean, it, it, what, it, what it happened? probably could have been something along the lines of the way the offense was being run. I mean, we can blame Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green, Alperin. They weren't Shingun, looking to an extent. It didn't, I well, it didn't seem like they were um, looking. I'm like, am I wrong? Like, no, no, you're not wrong there. How I mean, do you, not you know, look? Some, sometimes it's a matter of just keeping your eyes open, the vision, making sure everybody gets fed. Your job as the point guard is feed the mouths that help you you know what i mean and all of those guys deserve touches uh you know it, it could have just been a bad game in terms of that i mean we've seen kevin porter jr have great games in terms of passing we've had him have games where it's just like what are you thinking and despite the victory that could be something that everybody saw that it was just kind of like well maybe it just wasn't that kind of night well, for him i i take issue i take issue with this i take issue, this is the only thing i'll take issue well, i don't with. think you're wrong in no, terms of yeah. him deserving more touches no no wrong. yeah but this is where I I have to draw a line here because just based on stats alone, stats alone, Eric Gordon three of ten, Alperin Shangun four of ten, Jalen Green seven of seventeen, KPJ is six of sixteen. Four out of the five starters, Eric Gordon had the least shots out of those four starters that I just mentioned, tied with Shangun. Both had ten shots apiece. Why is Jabari Smith only at five for the entirety of the game? I think that's crazy. Who started the game for? Who started the game? I think he started the game what three of three or four of four, and he only got what one shot in the mm. second half. I'm gonna say this, like, um, like what are we? What are we? Like, like I, I'm not calling this in any by any means like bad. Like, like I said, like I'm not gonna sit here neck like I've I watched this game when I honestly didn't. Mm-hmm. But I'm just curious as to why you think, you know, Jabari didn't get these the touches where I feel like he. And we won in double digits, and we won. We went bell to bell, so I feel like we should have, should have maybe had, maybe could have given him a little bit more touches because he was already kind of the shot was already kind of going in, you know, kind of feed the guy, feed the shooter, right? Feed the shooter isn't that the mindset? Mm-hmm. So why aren't we feeding the shooter? Yeah, well, I mean, I'll say this: Kevin Porter Jr. took. Just like you said, he took 16 shots. I do not think that's really necessary in terms of the amount of shots that he should be taking. I don't think that is the correct move for him in terms of that. Um, you got to pass the ball. You're the point guard. Um, I don't 
I understand that there's a confidence thing and you feel like I got to get mine, but that's I think that's a youth thing as opposed to experience, or correct? Um, you can argue all you want in terms of like, KPJ's a point guard, KPJ's not a point guard, we need a vet point guard, we don't need that, we don't need this. You know, I get that. We have the team that we have, we're, we're going to work with the cards that were dealt, and in terms of making sure that Jabari gets an apt amount of shots, you're not wrong. I agree. Like, when you're shooting with that type of confidence, and only getting five attempts is a little crazy to me. You know what I mean? Um, but I'm not going to go around and try to scathe his name either. That's just... You yeah, know. no. Like, um, out of a like, professional standpoint, I was yes, just wondering. Yeah, no, no, no. You're not wrong. Yeah. I just think more so along the lines of just, like, KPJ could have been better in that regard. You know what yeah. I mean? And I think that it's okay. But as the season goes on, those type of numbers for Jabari Smith Jr. are not okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, we can let it slide in December because we're winning. I mean, even though we're winning, it's like we have nothing to complain about, which is not true. You know, uh, people should be happy. We're which, winning. Yeah, which we will go in depth to yes. in the third yes. segment. But I mean, wasn't this the same record we had last year at this point in time? Yeah, and, and, and I fully believe... Oh, man. See, I can't even talk about it. I'm really trying hard not to talk about yeah. any of that. So we're going to go into the third segment and we'll talk about it. But, yeah, it is – I think we're right on line with last year's. I think we were right at, like, 9-18. and 18. Um, Yeah. We were riding that seven-game win streak because we started the season 1-16. and 16. So we went, We got on the seven-game win streak, and then we were 8-16. and 16. Yeah. So through the first uh, 24 games. So obviously, you know, the why wasn't I watching the game? Like why am I not being a good Rockets fan? I'm sure that's probably what y'all are wondering. <laughs> like, why wasn't Kenny being a horrible great, Why Rockets wasn't Kenny fan. being the good Rockets fan, the good soldier, right? Well, uh shout outs to Dex, uh Mr. Dex Hinton himself, uh shout outs to One Take Pod. Uh go listen to them where for any movie review, any movie buffers that are in the house that are multifaceted. Uh, that don't like just Houston Rockets basketball. If you like movies, I highly recommend. Free plug. Um, go check out the One Take podcast. Um, they absolutely kill it in terms of reviews. They've reviewed uh, Top Gun Maverick. They've done um, many, many like great movie reviews. Uh, they even reviewed Avatar uh, during the pandemic. And now we got to watch Avatar 2 yesterday. I got the hookup on an early press screening. Um, so I got to get some passes and watch with uh, one of my you know, the homies' decks and uh, from Apollo. And we got to watch it, and it was great. And and the and the interesting part about it was that so I didn't get I wasn't privy to anything. So the movie started at seven, and I had to submit my phone. Like I could not bring my phone into the theater, uh, per the Disney rule for early screening and showings. You are not allowed to take your phone into the theater. I it's like Disney and a James Cameron rule. I didn't I didn't get it, but. I mean, I was respectful, you know, give my phone up, no big deal, right? So I kind of was like, okay, well, I'm going to put my phone up and I already know, like, you know, whatever's going to happen with the Rockets game. I, I have to just check, like, right after the movie. Um, this is just going to be the segment of free plugs because I'm going to give another free plug. Yeah, go check out Avatar 2, which was just an absolutely, uh, an, an incredible visual uh, phenom of a movie. And it was an epic like hands down um, i waited 13 years to see this movie i'm such an avatar stan and i will continue to be an avatar stan it absolutely blew blew every blew, blew all my expectations out of the water exceeded expectations and it was just a fantastic movie go check it out if you have a chance james cameron put so much love into it and it's been it was nothing less than incredible it's a, a, a plus movie on my part maybe may it would be movie of the year if it wasn't for top gun maverick 
It's right in. <laughs> it's right in line. But Top uh, Gun Maverick. So man. I wasn't I able love to that movie. Yeah, no, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. I wasn't able to catch the game, so you know, like I said, I was able to catch the highlights, and and you know, like I said, the the Phoenix game, Phoenix was gonna Phoenix. I knew Devin Booker wasn't gonna play tonight. Um, I saw Cameron Payne didn't play in the second half. Uh, DeAndre Ayton didn't play in the second half. So it was a lot of, you know, Chris Paul played the whole game, but it was it seemed like it was a lot of the B teamers that was basically playing. Um, no excuse, no excuse on that end in terms of uh, Rockets because I'll, I'm I'm in the I'm in the mode where it's like, in terms of just last night's win, uh, I'm in the I'm in the train where anyone wins a win. Um, so I was just happy, like my initial reaction was, I was just happy that the Rockets had gotten the win, and I think it was surprising that we didn't just win, but we won in double digits, I don't care that you're playing against the B team, or the C team, or the, you know, the glorified Phoenix G-Leaguers, it doesn't change anything, because we played against G-Leaguers in the San Antonio Spurs, and we got mollywopped in the third and fourth quarter, so it literally means nothing to me, I really don't care, we can play against James Harden, Joel Embiid, and the top the top end players of the Philadelphia 76ers, or we can play the, you know, the, the Phoenix G leaguers. I don't know what their names are. The Toros. I don't know what their G league name is, but like, (laughs) I don't know what their name is. I'm literally throwing a name off the top of my head, but bottom line here is that it doesn't matter whether you play that the top of the pecking order, you play the absolute lowest of the low in terms of talent. It's an NBA game. Regardless, go get your win, scrape, scrape and get your win up by any means necessary. Mm -hmm. So I'm fully happy in terms of that Phoenix segment and uh, Phoenix and Rockets game. GM, let's go ahead and move on here. I do want to talk about this second segment, obviously, because this was such a, a big moment for the NBA, a big moment for the Rockets in particular. There were many of awards that, you know, we, we were all kind of privy to the whole award changes that we, we knew that we were going to get, um, you know, different awards and different, um, like the names of all these, you know, trophies were all going to be named after NBA players. Yeah. So I'll go down the order. Uh, the MVP is going to be named after Michael Jordan. So the Michael Jordan Award, Defensive Player of the Year is going to be the Olajuwon Award. The Rookie of the Year is going to be the Wilt Award. Most Improved Player is going to be the George Mikan Award. The Sixth Man Award is going to be named after John Havlicek. And then there's going to be a new Clutch Award named after Jerry West. But the one name that stands upon all of this, the, the one name that stands taller over the rest, especially that that signifies and and you know it's it's absolutely resolute it it sanctifies and it ultimately puts in that you know it's that final stamp of approval and that is the Kim Olajuwon defensive player of the award uh you know for the year and it's going to be his name and that's going to be the name for the foreseeable future possibly even forever so how does it feel knowing that Kim Olajuwon earned that right to be the defensive player of the year and for that trophy to be named after him as a fan, I feel extremely proud. I feel a sense of pride and honor um, that Akeem, someone that uh, in the face of the mass media, I feel like is vastly underrated by them. People tend to put Shaq, Tim Duncan, like those guys above Hakeem. Even just in that and, era. Yeah, and there was a guy that even tweeted yesterday at the news and was like, what they should have done is they should have made it the Tim Duncan Defensive Player of the Year award. He never won the award. What a great dedication. And people, <laughs> someone was just like, what a world are we living in where people are saying that Tim Duncan should get the name because he didn't win one. That's fucking idiotic. Um, I Yeah. Anyways, <clears throat> as a fan of the Rockets, someone that grew up watching them, someone that grew up watching Akeem the Dream, 
um, this is this is it's crazy, man. I feel like it, this is an amazing thing. Uh, it basically immortalizes him in terms of not just Rockets lore but NBA lore. Like this is worldwide. People would know every time. Like let's say for example, Kenny, when Jabari Smith Jr. wins Defensive Player of the Year, it's not just going to be Defensive Player of the Year. Jabari Smith Jr. wins the Hakeem Olajuwon Defensive Player of the Year award, and when you put it like that. It's kind of amazing. Like you're gonna put the greatest defensive player of that year next to Akeem. And no one's more deserving. He is number one ranked in blocks, number nine in steals, and the only big to be ranked top ten in both. So it just proves that he is that guy. And I don't know if there's anyone close enough to him that can possibly break his blocks record. I don't know if it's gonna be possible. Maybe Victor Wimbiyama if he stays in the league long enough, but I don't know if we're going to be completely transparent, but it, it it's just, it's, I don't know, man. It's something like as a fan, it's unbelievable and you're extremely happy. We, we want to wear that badge of honor for dream, you know, because how can you be even less like any less proud of the guy? You know what I mean? Like, I think it's one of the coolest things. I'm so happy and it's, it's deserved very very much deserved and this kind of the nba doing this shows how idiotic mainstream media is like the nba is like they recognize it but the media doesn't what does that say you know what i mean like i hate i don't want to like shit on all of media that's not true but it's just that it's all about recency bias uh propaganda pushing uh stuff like that you know but to see Hakeem get that, it just feels extremely rewarding as a fan. Well, I, I you know, I want to allude this to the one of the most important things in terms of what you had just said because you said it yourself that the media recognizes Shaq. You know, they'll recognize uh, Will Chamberlain, they'll recognize Bill Russell, they'll recognize all these legendary bigs. You know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Hakeem kind of doesn't stand on the same totem pole as them, or high on the totem pole as them, or higher on the food chain. Which is, you know, crazy because in actuality, I, I fully believe it. You drop Akeem in any, he's one of the few where you drop him in any era of basketball and he will succeed based on the skill set alone. He will succeed in any era, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, early 2000s, 2010s, 2020s now. You drop him, he's the only center, I believe, he'll, you can drop him in any era and he will still be the same, if not even better. I fully believe that. And to all the people that, don't believe that Hakeem is deserving of the award or the media that kind of doesn't give him the recognition that he deserves. Look, well, let's talk about the person that was announced before him, Michael Jordan for MVP. Michael Jordan had to pick five players. Who was his center? Who was the center that he picked? Was it Shaq? No. Was it Bill Russell? No. Was, was it Will Chamberlain? Kareem no. Either. Was it Kareem? No. It was none of them. His big that he would pick was Hakeem Olajuwon because time and time again, he saw firsthand the greatness that Akeem Olajuwon was and how he tormented the Chicago Bulls year after year, season after season. He recognized greatness before him. He knew what he saw and he recognized it and he gave him the proper flowers he deserved. And this was back in like 2011, 2012 when Jordan had just announced that he was going to be in 2K on the cover. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, I mean, if if the GOAT, the greatest of all, who is highly recognized as the greatest of all time, it puts Hakeem Olajuwon in, as his starting center in his starting lineup, that should be more than enough of a uh, of a gold badge or enough of a thumbs up signal from anybody 
to give this guy the proper flowers he deserves. Look, one of the few players that has multiple quadruple doubles. The man's done it all. Defensive player of the year, finals MVP, MVP all in the same year. Few players have ever done that in their entire careers. He's one of like less than a handful that's ever done it. And more importantly than that, it's the name. It wasn't like his offense was his. His offense was the bread and butter at the end of the day. Like people are gonna remember the dream shake, the offensive moves, bamboozling David Robinson, the spin move on Ewing, the you know Akeem, the man of a thousand and one moves. But people tend to forget that he had a thousand and one offensive moves, but my man had a thousand and one defensive moves as well. That don't that tend to go unnoticed. He was absolutely incredible as a defender. If you are a big listening to this podcast right now and you're trying to make it as a center, watch the Akeem highlights. You'll see it. The man is absolutely a dominant force as the five. Go back to his college days in U of H as a Cougar. Follow his early NBA days. You know, he was a freakish athletic center who blocked everything in his path. How about when he turned to Muslim in the early 90s and how he developed the skills as an offensive player to smooth out the offensive game, but in turn... Makes him make himself a smarter defender in the process. Trusting his teammates in pick and rolls. You know, defending the bigs. Staying stout. Blocking shots. The all-time leader in shot blocks in NBA history. And damn them, you know, not including the Will Chamberlain blocks, the Bill Russell blocks. It doesn't mean a thing. Hakeem Olajuwon did it in an era where it was very, very, very difficult. Very difficult to get a ton of block shots. And he succeeded... He not only mastered it, but he be- he became the the bar. He's like, we don't just set the ball. We, we are the we bar. Are the bar. <laughs> so Hakeem Olajuwon is the absolute bar for the NBA as a defensive player and for being the ultimate big man. My only gripe with this whole thing, with the whole thing, is that um I wish the Kobe Bryant I wish Kobe Bryant got the clutch award. That's the only thing. Jerry West I was agree. so clutch. No, like, I no, 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 I am. I agree. And, and, not, and, and it sucks, man. Recency that. bias aside, like, ah, and it sucks because I am going to have a little recency. I never watched Jerry West play, but I know his numbers. I know he is. He was so good for so many years. Jerry West has had a hand at hand in a lot of championships won. But my God, man, Kobe, like, in my eyes, I, I don't know. I just thought he deserved to win that clutch the clutch player award i think the fact that kobe's kind of off that list and you know and it could be many reasons as to why um but i just that's my only gripe i think everyone was very deserving even the john havlicek award yeah a six man well deserved but Mm -hmm. yeah no i the only issue i have here is the (laughs) no there's no qualms there i mean you know it's it's, it's, it's like it's like there's no offense to jerry west because we understood that jerry west was very clutch but kobe bryant was just as deserving if not even more deserving but I'm gonna say this, like I saw on Twitter, like everyone, like we are making all these names and all these changes, and people, what someone was like, now all we need to do is change the logo to Kobe Bryant, which I would be totally fine with and agreement and agreement with. But you know, these small little changes here are showing progress in terms of where the league is headed. So I mean, maybe one day it will happen. You know, I would love that. But for now, it's okay. Uh, Kobe Bryant will get his due. He'll get his just due. Yeah, and, and, I mean, and maybe uh, they're maybe they're saving it for something. Yeah, bigger. you never know. You never know. And it um, can't be just. So, yeah, yeah. But also, you want to do it. You want to do it right. You want to immortalize the man. And I'm all. F- I'm all for that. I'm all for him becoming the logo. Uh, I have nothing against that whatsoever. But you know, at the end of the day, our goat. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, he was our and Kobe was our goat. Bottom line. So okay, 
so we just want to give Hakeem his flowers, obviously. Great guy. Um, what, what do y'all think? You know, how do y'all feel about Hakeem Olajuwon winning this award? Do we, I mean, you know, not winning this award, sorry, for the award being named after him. Like, do you, do you agree? Do you disagree? Should there have been another person in there? But I mean, like, honestly, look, you're Rockets fans. So if you pick anybody else, I'm just gonna have to disown you right away. There's no one more deserving than Hakeem, but if you be- but if you believe uh, someone another player deserved to be you know named after the Defensive Player of the Year award, please let us know. Drop it down in the comments on Instagram and Twitter. Obviously, we'd love to hear from you. Okay, so GM, let's move on to uh, segment three, and I think this this is gonna be the segment. This is probably gonna be the hot segment, and most likely I'm gonna make the name of this episode <laughs> this segment. But all right, so let me. I I just wanna I wanna set the table, you know, in a in a very point guard and a very a quarterback manner here and I'm trying to I'm going to try to do this as tasteful as possible and as respectful as possible but if I tend to go a certain way as tasteful as possible I'm gonna I'm gonna apologize ahead of time and I'm not I'm gonna come into this not trying to offend anybody look I'm a, I'm the type of person I can have an argument with anybody if I can feel strongly about a certain way but look at the end of the day look I'm happy to eat the crow at the end of the day I am happy if I'm wrong that is perfectly fine with me. I will happily admit it. If I'm wrong about a player, if I'm wrong about a person, I'll happily, you know, accept being wrong. And I'm always going to be the first to apologize if I'm wrong. That's bottom line. But I do want to open and talk about this segment because there's been just... Okay, we... I feel like we spend half of our episodes just talking about the discourse, like on Rocket's Twitter. The discourse amongst the fan base. And I think we need to have a dialogue about this. And we need to figure out... <laughs> What the hell is going on, like in the in in the Rockets world right now, in the Rockets fan base world? We're getting to a point after last night. Look, I'll, I'll let you. I want to let y'all in on a little something because I'm setting the table here. I opened my phone right after the movie lets out. We see that we won by what we won by double digits. I was excited. I was happy. Pull up my phone. I want to see. You know, this must be great. Must have been a great win. Must have been must have been fantastic. People were happy about the win, which was what I expected, but the amount of people that were complaining about the win were really kind of what, like, confused me a bit. So I did a little bit more research, you know, waited till the next day, and the discourse is insane. It's like, people are mad that we won because some people want Wemby. People are happy that we won because they just want to win. People are mad about the... Mad about the win because of the way we won. So, I have a question to all my listeners and a question to the GM as well. What in the hell is going to make y'all happy? I have to know. Like, Rockets fans want to win, you want to lose. You want KPJ to be your point guard, you don't want KPJ to be your point guard. You want a Christian Wood to be a Rocket last year, you don't want Christian Wood to be a Rocket. You want KJ Martin to stay. You want KJ Martin traded. You want this. You want that. And this and that. And this and that. So what What do y'all want exactly? I'm not going to give y'all my thoughts on this just yet. I want to give it to the GM first. But there, the discourse in this Rockets Twitter in particular, but the Rockets fan base, is more divided than ever. And find it, shock me, and color me surprised, and talk about irony, about the fact that we are finally taking and boasting the necessary strides of building a positive culture amongst this team that is shades of the 2014 Astros. Shades of the 2014 Astros that were not a good team, but they had Springer. 
They had Altuve. Springer came up that year. We had a good team. We saw the foundation being built. Shades of the 2014 Astros. And now I'm seeing it with this Rockets. And I'm seeing more discourse now than ever. GM, I have to ask you. What is the reasoning behind this? Let's talk about the wins and losses first of all. What's what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on it? You kind of alluded it to me. You said you wanted, you had a take on it. You've been wanting to tell the people your take. I want to give you the floor and give you the platform for it. Let the people know how do you feel about the discourse on Rockets Twitter and the wins and the losses. Yeah, there's been a lot happening in terms of the way that we're winning, which can be divisive in terms of what people want because everybody wants. Like, there are people that, like, they just want to tank no matter what, don't care about culture, or just just straight tank. We want Wemby, we want Scoot. Understood. I get that. And then there are people that are, like, win at all costs. Um, you know, it doesn't matter how. Just win. I want to see the team win, which is also true. Who doesn't want to see their favorite team win? Um, the thing about that in terms of how I feel is that, you know, obviously there are people on Twitter talking about the way that we're winning because we're not playing the, like the team's top players are usually being sat against us because they view us as the team where they can rest their player. You know, we're a team that's like, we don't need to play them. We can probably still beat the Rockets without said player and so forth. And for us, some people say like it might be a hollow victory in terms of that and it doesn't show the true test of us as a team but what about when we lost against the spurs when 11 guys were un- injured and we lost um you know it goes both ways right um my view on it is that i think that no matter who we play in front of us regardless if they're top players on the court or not put in the best effort and if we win we win. That's great. Because in my opinion, I feel like any sort of victory is not hollow because confidence is key. These are all very young and impressionable players. They ride highs and they ride lows. This, These players on the Rockets will be... How can I say this? Like They are going to be emotional. And the thing about that is that in terms of winning, it's a wonderful thing for their confidence, especially for a guy like Jalen Green, who is probably going to be the number one option going forward for as long as he is a Houston Rocket. He should be and will be the number one option. He'll probably be one of the best shooting guards in the league in a few years. And I think that winning this early... It's such a big deal. Like, look at John Morant. You know, they were they were already winning in his second year in the league as well. You know, making the playoffs last year's yeah. Anthony Edwards, correct? Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm not saying that I want the Rockets to make the playoffs, but we need to see Jalen in terms of seeing him lead a team in victories, whether we're playing the top players or not, because we need to see his leadership. I'm valuing his leadership on the court and what we see in terms of making it happen, correct? Um, I don't believe that any victory is hollow. People might look at it and be like, that's a bad win. Oh, that's a good loss. Like, you know, Kenny, you say, what is it? You said that's a, 
productive L. Productive L? Yeah. There's a productive L and then there's, a, you know, an irresponsible W. And some people might think that last night maybe was an quote-unquote irresponsible W because in terms of standings. We're still the fourth worst team in the league, guys. We're still the fourth worst team. Okay? We're four and a half games back of the 10th seed. You know who's the 10th seed right now? The Golden State Warriors. They're 14 and 14. They're at 500. We're 9 and 18. What are we doing here? You know, like, in my opinion, it's just like, where is everyone's wherewithal? We want wins, but we also don't mind the losses. There's a there's a difference in terms of it, right? Like, we want our team to succeed, but we also understand that there's a bigger picture here. In the micro picture, it's like, oh, man, I want this emotional high. But in the macro picture, it's like, yo, I want, I still want Scoot and Wemby. Which is still a possibility. So, 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 where do you stand in this? You want you you want them to rack up the wins? I don't like, care about racking up the wins. I just don't think that victories are hollow. I think you know that, that no, yeah, no I victory think, is. Hollow. I think that the okay. bigger picture, yeah. isn't about the wins and losses in terms of like how we win. Does that make sense? Yeah. Of who we play, I don't care about that. I care more about the effort on the court. If we're winning these games, and it's like. There, like, I don't want to bring up last year, like winning with Christian Wood. Those are hollow victories. Let's be completely transparent here. No offense. Well, was that the expense? Well, was that the expense of the build? Yes. For Jalen, like Jalen Green had to sacrifice a ton of shots. Exactly. Just to get and there. Yeah. the the difference between last year and this year is that this year Jalen's getting the bulk, as deservedly so. Last last night he had he had one more shot than Kevin Porter Jr. He probably should have had twenty attempts if I'm going to be completely transparent. But seventeen is fine. But what I'm saying is that in terms of the victories, that I want it for the confidence. I want it for their confidence. That's what matters. We need to see Jalen lead the men. And regardless of it's an L or a dub, the fact that he's winning as the guy, regardless of who's playing on the opposite side, is a big deal. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's why I don't think it's bad necessarily. Like in terms of like draft position, sure. But if we, even if we go at this rate, we still win like an X amount of games, and we still end up a top five bad team and end up with a top pick with Jalen performing the way he's been performing. That's a win-win. It's a possibility because we're not going to be beating all of these teams. We're riding a high right now, which is great. Can it be flukish? Possibly. This is we've won five straight home games. That's pretty insane in terms of how everything was last year. But, you know, in terms of all of that, like I'm I'm okay with the wins. I'm not like I don't think necessarily there is such thing as a bad victory. I don't know. Like <laughs> popped up on my thing randomly. Go on. Oh, go man. But um but yeah, you yeah, know no, like yeah. yeah, go for sorry. it. Go for no, it. No, 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 you're good. You're good. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, one of the things that popped up on my phone. But okay. I I like I just Look, I want to open up by just saying this. Because people are saying that this team could be flukish. Like last year, Rockets won seven straight games. I'm here to tell you right now that this team is not like last year's team. I'm here to tell you that it's not like they need to sit and see more. No, 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 no. We don't need to sit and see more. I know the talent of this team. And I know what they can do. I, I, we can see it. What they can do. We we can see what they're capable of. That's why I don't believe that this team is fluke. I believe that last year's seven seven game win streak, an absolute fluke. We don't win those seven games in a row. We win 13 games for the rest of the year. And possibly can talk about one of the worst teams in NBA history. 
That's literally how it is. This team is already at 9-18, and 18, 27 games into the season. They are 11 games away from tying last year's record. Already. Already! Mm-hmm. 27 games into the season. They're just 11 away from, from tying. From tying last year's record of 20-62. and 62. Just the wins alone. So that I I just don't I don't believe it because I don't believe it's flukish one because I've seen enough from this team. Cause cause you're not gonna beat Philly, you're not gonna beat the Bucks, you're not gonna beat Phoenix twice if you aren't a if you aren't a decent NBA team. Mm-hmm. These guys have a crap ton of talent. These guys are so good, in my opinion. And if they can just put it together, they're capable of beating any of the 29 teams in the league. I truly believe that. That's why I don't believe this team's a fluke. I don't, like, I, I'm I'm not going to sit here and lie to y'all and tell y'all, oh, this is like, you know, let's wait and see. No, this is not it. This isn't last year's team. Get your head out of your ass. This is a much better team. Head and shoulders a much better team in every facet of the game than last year. Jason Tate's not even playing. This is a really good basketball team that we're seeing right now. Like, this is a good team. I truly believe it. That if they can put all their heads right, if Steven, you know, if Steven Silas can can push the right buttons with this team, push the culture in a positive direction, which it looks like it's going, then it looks good. It looks great. This is where I start taking issue with the fan base kind of just knocking each other on the head, is that everyone wants Scoot and Wemby. I'm here to tell you, I would love Scoot and Wemby. Don't get me wrong. I would love one of Scoot and Wemby. Like that, that would be amazing. Because, hands down, this is the last year you can you can tank. This is the last year. If we are going on next year in the 2023 and 2024 season and people still want to see losses, you know, I'm going to say it again. Get your head out of your ass and realize that I don't want to be Sacramento. I don't want to be New Orleans who's finally, finally putting something together this year after the Chris Paul era, which was... He left like in 2009. What is it? 2010, 2011. I don't. I mean, the Pelicans now? Yeah, the New Orleans Hornets. They're the number one seed. That's what I'm saying. Like, they're finally putting it together. Like, I don't want to be like the Sacramento Kings. I don't want to be those bottom dweller teams that are continually hovering close to, somewhat close to 500 and hovering around the eighth pick every single year. This is the last year I want to tank. Like, like if if we lose, this will be the last year for it because if by the time next year we need to start competing because now there's no excuse. You're going to be year three of Jalen. You're going to go into the sophomore year of Jabari Smith Jr. You're going to go into year three with Kevin Porter Jr. There's no excuse at this point. You have a talented roster. You're going to get a you're they're going to get a good pick next year regardless. What it's going to be landing the most likely it's going to the way it the record's going out. They're still going to get a top ten pick. But people want Scoot and Wemby because of how top-heavy the draft is. It's a very talented draft across the board, but it's also very top-heavy in the generational talents that Wemby and Scoot represent. It is the long, it is the long game. You have a chance at you have a chance at a steak right now, like a regular steak right now, and a USDA grade steak right now. You're starving, right? You're gonna take the USDA grade steak because you're starving. You go fast forward ahead. You look at the long game. There's a fucking filet mignon, a glass of some of the top shelf red wine and do you wait to go that route but you're starving so of course you're going to take the wins when you can get them mm-hmm. you're going to take the wins where you can get them but i don't understand the terms of rockets twitter bad wins good losses i'm at a point now with all the fans where i'm just like where where do y'all stand pick a side and stay there because i i've seen so much lane switching i feel like i'm driving in i feel like i'm driving in rush hour in houston 
Stop lane switching. What are we doing here? We are all Rockets fans. This is so pointless and stupid. Look, Justin alluded to this earlier, and I'm going to talk about this right now because this is another point that I also wanted to talk about. Think about it. Matt Thomas said this in our, in our episode with him back in August. These guys are so used to winning. They've won, they've won everywhere they've gone their entire lives. Jabari was in Auburn. Jalen Green won throughout his entire tenure in high school going into the G League Ignite. These guys were winners everywhere they went. Y'all, if you play any sports ever in your entire life, whether you play now or you used to play in high school or you are in high school and you play actively or you never played in your entire life, there is something about the human spirit when you are in competitive competition where you feel like you need you need the win, okay? It's good for your psyche. It's good for your ego. It's good. Imagine, these are the biggest egos like ever. Like These are guys that are the top picks wherever they are. You got guys like KP who are pick number 30, but they have pride. These guys are competitive. They want to win. That's the bottom line. They don't give a frick how they win. They just want to win. They need to see some wins. This is the team that went 20-62 last year. God forbid K- KPJ and, K- uh, and Kenyon Martin Jr. who went through you know the, the horrific season the season before. These guys have seen losses so many times. They need to see these wins. They need to see some of these shots drop. They need to see the wins. They need to start seeing W start racking up because that is how the culture starts developing. It helps their psyche down the road. It helps someone when they can see the ball go in. If they can see the ball go in 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 a random-ass game against Philly, maybe they can look back at that game when they get into a play-in or they get into a playoff position, and then they need a big shot. They can go back to that moment and know that, hey, we can compete with these motherfuckers, and we can actually win that's why this is so important that's why they need to see these wins no matter how it comes whether it's against the b the like i said the g league the g league of phoenix whatever the toros or it's against the top seeded milwaukee bucks it does not matter they need to start seeing w's no ifs ands or buts about it if they go 18 and 64 or 20 and 62 again bad things are bad things are gonna happen that is not it's gonna create bad habits continually create bad habits for this team so the wins at the end of the day stop fucking complaining because a win's a win and it doesn't we don't give a i'm sorry y'all look we're fans too and we're, we're media slash fans but look it doesn't we don't give up look it matters what you think but what matters is that what pushes the buttons on our guys side to what makes them feel like they can compete with some of the best players in the world the lebron james is the steph curry's the john morant's everybody in that organ is everybody that stands in other of the other 29 organizations they need to know that they can stand shoulder to shoulder with them and not get stepped on they need these wins guys no matter what they need these wins. It's going to develop the culture in the long run. And I'm telling you right now, they're going to look back in the future. In the future, they're going to look back at these games and know that, yo, even in the infancy of this goddamn rebuild, we were capable of holding our own against some of these damn teams. And then we're going to acquire someone in the future, maybe get a future um, borderline all-star, and then we'll start competing. Really competing. They need these moments. No matter how you get them, no matter how you may feel, they need these moments. It ultimately will push them to greater and higher heights. But that's how I feel about it. 
and I've been meaning to get that out. There you go. There you go. So yeah, you bring know what that I mean? fire, baby. But that's how. That's come on, honestly Prince how I Zuko. feel. That's how, you know. What, uh, come on now. I had a. I had a man. I can't even say. I can't say it live on air. Damn it! I'm gonna tell you off air. <laughs> this is really funny. I, I, it's confidentiality agreement. I can't say anything. But uh, yeah, I. You know, we both feel so strongly about this because we love our rockets. And we love the fan base. Like, we love the fans. Like, this is, we are fans. Like, this is at the heart of who we are. And we just want to see everyone, like, I guess it's because we're losing. I swear to God, if we start winning and the discourse is the same, I'm just going to quit. <laughs> I'm, not, like, I'm just going I'm I'm to stop paying attention to y'all because this is just ridiculous. Y'all are going to start complaining about once we're competing and winning. I'm just going to be like, I can't. I can't with y'all anymore. It must be because we're losing, right? That's got to be it. That's got to be it. Yeah. There's no other way, right? All right, so GM, anything to say here before we close segment three? Oh, real quick though, how do we feel about KPJ? No comment. We'll save that for another day. Oh wow! All right, well, <laughs> save that for another. Let's day. cap this up. Let's go ahead and cap this episode. GM, you know, once again, uh, another solid episode. Episode one thirty nine. Um, yeah, we there's just been so much going on. There's been so much going on, and uh, we just caught wind live that we are going to be at the game tomorrow. So yay! Yes, maybe. Hopefully, we'll see y'all there. Whoever uh, I guess so. listens to I was gonna, our podcast, I was gonna hit and run. I was gonna get the bubble. I was gonna hit and get the bobblehead and then run. Well, if we're gonna be at the game tomorrow, then there's no hit and run. We will stay. All right. It looks like I gotta stay. All right. So let's go ahead and close on on a high note here, GM. Uh, you know the people ask for it; they always want it. Give them the closeout. Absolutely. Um, first, let me shout out our good friends at uh, Shots and Thoughts Podcast. Make sure to listen to them. Them boys are doing it big. They always do. I think they just finished season three. Follow them at SNT Pod on Twitter. Uh, if you want some good banter, fun with games, education, D20s, and alcohol, they are your people and they will definitely entertain you. Anyways, make sure to follow us on uh, Twitter. Follow me at JP underscore Mirabueno. Follow the podcast on Twitter and TikTok at summit s-o-m-p-o-d follow us on instagram at summit state of mind underscore p-o-d follow the fam follow the company follow at apollo nba and at apollo h-o-u Good stuff, GM. And uh, you can give me a follow as well at Summit Commission. Uh, shout outs to the Apollo uh, Apollo Texans uh, off the gridiron. Please give them a listen wherever you get your podcasts. Um, shout outs to our Astro side as well. Um, give out and give a listen to uh, BTD, Beyond the Diamond, all love there. Um, go listen to them wherever you get your podcasts Apple, Spotify, uh, iHeart. Wherever you get your uh, podcasts at, go check them out as well. They just push out, continue to push out great content. And I mentioned it earlier, One Take Podcast, who continue to kill the game uh, with their movie reviews. Go check them out. They live stream as well on Twitter and YouTube and Twitch. So that's great stuff as well. And uh, yeah, so we're just happy to be the, uh, the you know, to be the Houston Rockets podcast for Apollo. And most importantly, to be y'all's Houston Rockets podcast, which means if you tuned in and press play and you're in by the end of this episode, you're obviously a warrior not a Golden State Warrior, but a warrior of this podcast. And you can be our friend. <laughs> <laughs> we will cool. always take more friends over here. Always, always. So we appreciate each and every one of y'all. Uh, enjoy the rest of the week. Um, please, for the love of God, if you're a Rockets fan, stay zen. And just know that keep calm and carry on.
So keep calm and carry on, just like the shirt says. So uh, just enjoy the rest of the week. Y'all be safe, be easy, and uh, enjoy the rest of the week in terms of the Rockets shows that are going to come up. The Rockets games are going to come up. Go check them out. And uh, if you're coming to the game tomorrow, please give us, uh, or or today, I guess, because it's releasing, uh, come say what's up. We'll be more than happy to talk to you all. So we appreciate each and every one of you all for continually tuning in to our episodes. Uh, And the note here on uh, Go Summit, Go Apollo, and of course, at the end, and the send-off and the go-home here, Go Rockets. The Summit for, 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 for Life.